0: Everything you need is at photobizhelp.com forward slash links.
1: Still in corporate America, I got a job in financial services again. I hated it. Like absolutely, I can strongly use the word hate because that is how I felt. I went crazy, like batshit crazy.
0: This is the Photo Business Help Podcast, a resource for photographers of all levels, from brand new to burnt out, who want to grow in business. I'm your host, Natalie Jennings. Since starting Jennings Photo in 2010, growing a photo business has brought me so many opportunities. It's changed my life for the better, and I want that for you, too. You'll also hear stories from other photographers and industry folks, as well as my favorite ways to be more mindful and and happier on this journey. You're tuned into the Photo Business Help podcast. My name is Natalie Jennings. This week, I am speaking with Julie Furno. She is a San Diego-based wedding photographer and a podcast host. If you are on the photo journey right now, I think you will really enjoy hearing her journey. We talk about the importance of mental health, what it's like to leave a corporate full-time job, what it feels like when you're miserable with the work you're doing, and how to find out if leaving is right for you. We also talk about her podcast and cover a whole bunch of things along the way. Looking for a professional website for your photography business? Then check out Pro Photo. They offer tons of beautiful designs to choose from and a builder that gives you full control to customize however you'd like so you won't get stuck with a cookie cutter site or have to pay a fortune for a custom one. With top-of-the-line dedicated web hosting and amazing support, let ProPhoto partner with you to make your website a great one. Right now, for listeners of the Photo Business Help podcast, ProPhoto is offering a special introductory rate of only $25 per month for the first 18 months when you sign up using the coupon code PHOTOBIZHELP. So that's $25 per month, almost half off for the first 18 months that you try this out. This is hosting with the beautiful templates. The code is PHOTOBIZHELP, B-I-Z, when you check out. So whether you've never had a website before or you're looking to make a switch, using ProPhoto will give you a site you can be proud of and the support you can trust. And I can speak to this. I use ProPhoto for my theme. I have for about eight years now. I'm now hosting with them. Their customer support is unparalleled. They're an amazing company to work with. Once again, $25 per month for the first 18 months with a special listener code Photo Biz Help. For ways to find Julie and connect with her, you can check out the show notes. Everything will be in there as always. But without further ado, here is my interview, part one of two, with Julie Furno. I feel like my armpits sweat a lot when I do They do. Mine do too. <laughs> I think we can leave that one in there, producer. Okay. Julie Furno, how are you? Thanks for joining me on the Photo Business Help Podcast. I am so great. Thank you so
1: much for having me. I can't wait to dive into whatever we're going to talk about. It's really exciting uh to yeah. just t- chat with people. I mean, come on. It's been a year of not chatting with people and now it's getting back to normal and I love yeah, it. Yeah,
0: it's a really really cool part of history to have gone through this because we have all this technology. So that's been really helpful and thank goodness. You're out in San Diego? Yes. And um we met via a clubhouse chat room <laughs> so weird <laughs> i love club i've met like a few people that i have had on the like i've this is one of my favorite things about clubhouse is just this additional ability during a pandemic especially to connect with people in a sphere that you're interested in so photography for example
1: yeah it's uh, i'm still diving into clubhouse i love it i'm addicted to it i'm not quite sure i'm ready to like dive in to host clubhouses yet but We'll get there. We'll get there. Yeah.
0: Oh, totally. No, I love it too. And uh, listeners of the show know that we do a, I just have to plug this because it's my show, but uh, every Monday at two central, we do a photo business help open chat for photographers. So that's something you can find by looking for the photo business help club on clubhouse.
1: Yeah. We have a mutual friend. That's really how we, we met Jasmine. So I'm pretty stoked about that. Uh, she's Absolutely,
0: a cool, cool gal. I don't know how you guys met. Yeah, so Jasmine Fitzwilliam, who's been on the show, she's she's done a few episodes with me on the show. She and I and Becca Dilly have been in a little mini mastermind for the last over two years now. We met over ten years ago in a SWPB group on Flickr. It was called uh, SWPB. Something wedding photography beginner is, I I don't know why I can't think of what the S stands for, but um, wedding photography, something, something for beginners. And at that point, this is like 2009. I know those, those gals were in it like a couple of years before I was, but back then it was like the only, there weren't Facebook groups, there weren't ways to connect with people. And so this, this Flickr group had folks in it like Jonas Peterson and Jenna Kutcher, all these people were like, whoa, Jasmine Starr was in it for a while.
1: Yeah, I remember it.
0: <laughs> yeah. And uh, it was really cool. So we met then and then Becca and I live in Minneapolis. So we've worked together and we've stayed in touch for a long, long time. And then we just kind of revived it and thought, why not just let's all you know we're all at kind of similar points in our business but have different approaches so let's let's help each other out so the weekly calls evolved into weekly clubhouse calls that's so and, cool and uh, and that's where I met you technology man technology <laughs> <laughs> totally totally well okay so I'm in Minneapolis you're in San Diego yeah. we met on Clubhouse can you I'm tell from folks Iowa, a little in bit the past. oh Midwest yeah Midwest in the house. <laughs> I don't know why I get so excited about that. Like I do too. <laughs> oh, Minnesota, Midwest. So exciting to bond with folks. <laughs> I love bonding oh, with Midwesterners. I know. So much. So much. Okay. Um, so, that's too funny. <laughs> that's also like a Midwestern thing to say. That's too funny. So Oh, for cute. That's too funny. So,
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I love your little, your little
0: voice. <laughs> that's a whole other story. She's got a name and everything. Um, Okay, so I would love for you to just tell people that are listening a little bit about you and uh, where you're at in your photo journey. Just kind of a little brief intro.
1: All right, so I'm Julie Furno, like she said. Um, I'm in San Diego. It's been 10 years. No, it's gonna be 11 years in July. It goes by so freaking fast. I came out here because... Well, it's not that I hated Iowa because I absolutely love the Midwest. I love my roots. I love how I was brought up. I love my family. I miss my family like crazy. But I had been married. I got a divorce. I was in a really good job in financial services and I just really was stuck. Like I didn't know what to do. And so like after a few years of just being stuck in nowhere Doing nothing, being content where I was. I was like, I need a change. And my best friend, I had two best friends that lived in San Diego, both from a small town, Marshalltown, Iowa. It was, they were not friends. So they lived both in San Diego. And so I was like, I'm going to go visit them and have like two types of vacations because I would visit both of them. Yeah. And I just fell in love with the city. It was so beautiful, so laid back. It's like very Midwestern, but with an ocean. It's like, Calm, cool, um a little more like exciting, obviously, because it's well a bigger city than Des Moines, where I was at, but I just needed to change, and let's be real, I hated the cold, it was the cold sucks um, <laughs> the yes. winters are just not great, and I loved the snow and seeing every time it snowed, but then it got dirty, you know that gross, melty, brown snow on the side of the street, mm-hmm. gross, I was over it, so. I decided to pack up my car and my dog. At the time, he was a half boxer, half German Shepherd, and my Aww. dad. And we drove to the West Coast, and I moved out. And you packed up your dad and, as
0: well. He came I out with up it, my so dad. <laughs> <laughs> he,
1: <laughs> yeah, he drove out with me, and he just like helped me go. And I was really excited. I didn't know anybody. Oh, nice. One of my best friends had moved. Um, she was at UCSD and she recently got a job in Boston. so she had moved. I so I didn't know her anymore here. and so I only knew one person. so I just started meeting people and still in corporate America, I got a job in financial services again. I hated it. like absolutely I can strongly <laughs> use the word hate. Because that is how I felt. I went crazy, like batshit crazy. I started going to the doctor, and like I was not happy. I cried at random times, and I had met my mm. uh, fiance at the time. We've been together for almost ten years, and he's like, "Are you like, are you okay? Like, what do you need from me?" And I was like, "I don't know. I hate it." And I'm not a crier by nature, which is crazy because mm-hmm. I was crying on the daily, and I just needed to change what I was doing. I was unhappy. He's like, what do you want to do? And I was like, I want to go back to my roots. I went to school for photography in Iowa, didn't get a degree, but I, it was my passion. I loved it. And he just said, do it. And so for the next year, we like worked on getting me ready to quit my day job, which was so scary, yet so rewarding. And it was helpful that I had him, but we weren't living together at the time, so it was still two household bills and everything, but he he helped me. He supported me, whereas my ex just didn't believe that photography was a career. That's why I went into corporate America in the first place, mm. and so I was just so thankful I met him and that he appreciated me going after what I wanted to do. Uh. Long story short, he's now a photographer. And really
0: good I love this. So. <laughs> I love this. And there's like, so there's, this is like a really good overview and there's a couple of things that I think are super interesting to unpack. The first one being like what our bodies tell us yeah. and how that is such a powerful tool. It's incredible. And also just the, the situations we're in with support or not support from partners and the general view of photography yeah. as a legitimate path, which I can speak to as well. But is that little dog collar
1: oh brooklyn come here sorry this is real life brooklyn come come here Here, i'm gonna give you that they're playing i have two
0: dogs and they're playing on the ottoman (laughs) hi sweetheart they're so cute (laughs) sorry about that (laughs) (laughs) no i have a little dog as well and and she's uh she's right behind me right now her name's isla she's a little cocker spaniel so i get it yeah she's really sweet (laughs) they are the best (laughs) So the body, the body intuition, and just sometimes I really believe, and when I was a little bit about me and and folks who are listening know this already, but I was a teacher, I did graduate school to to be a high school teacher, and I was like very serious about teaching, wanted to travel the world and teach in international spaces and everything. And I also was just not happy. And I was kind of lethargic and just, you know, same kind of, you know, the body just doesn't lie when you're not flowing with what you're meant to be doing it's it's a very real thing and i also had a partner who is now my ex-husband uh that was very supportive though of the the switch and and um i had just finished like a very expensive graduate degree in education and the same year decided to make this transition for a ton of other reasons i'm not going to go into <laughs> that i've told before but but when i d- made that decision people were like uh didn't you just finish school for something else and you're going to be a photographer? And this is, you know, 11 years ago now. So people, I think, had even more skepticism around yep. around the the field because, it, you know, now everybody's, you know, everybody's the barrier to entry. Yeah. <laughs> so I totally relate to that. But speak a little more about I'd like to hear more about just like your physical experience during that time when you were unhappy. Like what did what was that yeah. like for you?
1: it was so overwhelming. I would wake up in the morning and I would just not want to go to work. And me being from Iowa and Midwest in general is like very, you come from a good work ethic. Most people in the Midwest, Mm -hmm. like you go to job, you go to your job to work hard and to go home and to provide for families or whatever you do. And it's just this, you're, brought up to do this. Yeah. And I didn't call in sick to work ever. I was super happy. My coworkers were closer to me than a family, really. They, I'm still very close to my coworkers there. That's cool. And I loved them dearly. And me and another uh, girl there were going through divorces at the same time. And so we mm-hmm. like leaned on each other for just support and it was good. But then when I moved out here, oh boy, California work... Work life in corporate America is absolutely different. Um, I'm not saying people in California are not hard workers. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying the people that I worked with at the time were so flaky. Like people would call in sick when it was raining. We don't do that. Like (laughs) you leave the house earlier, you know? Like people called in sick if it was nice out to go surfing. People called in sick. So long story short, I never got a good review because I didn't ever get all my work done because I was always making up the other people's work that didn't come to work. Mm. So like I never and I was a really good hard worker and I was good at what I did. I just didn't get good reviews because, well, I didn't get my work done because I was covering for everybody that called in sick all the time.
0: No, and also it might not have been, you know, in retrospect, your place that you were supposed to exactly. be. I, I really believe that, you know, yep. when stuff is like, really challenging over and over, it might be that it's not the place for us, even if we're capable and competent doing whatever it is. Um,
1: exactly. It might not. Yeah, be it's a hard thing. struggle yeah. to figure out what your body is telling you and what your mind is telling you and how you can move forward with that. Mm. It's just totally challenging. My first friend in san diego was my coworker, and i am still friends with her to this day um, she lives up in san francisco i've shot her wedding she's just fantastic i love her but she was one of the people that like helped me believe in myself that i could quit and i wasn't ready to quit this was years later that i quit but i ended up quitting there and i got a job in insurance I don't know what the heck I was thinking, that, that would be better. <laughs> the eye roll but,
0: that I can see that, that oh, listeners can't.
1: <laughs> oh my, I thought that would be better and a change of pace, but it was absolute hell. <laughs> I really did like my coworkers. They were great. Uh, but again, my body was just telling me this is not it. And so I didn't even know this was a thing. And my boyfriend at the time, uh, fiance now, he was like, why don't you just take a leave of absence? And I was like, what is that? I don't know what that is. That doesn't really exist in Iowa. It probably does now because all the mental health things are like, of course, it's okay to be like, have mental concerns. Like it's normal. Like we all go through this. Yes, exactly. So uh, I went to the doctor and my doctor was like, I'm going to write you a prescription for two weeks off of work. You need it. And I was like, huh? Like, you can do that? And she's like, I can do anything I want. (laughs) She's like, it sounds like you really need it. So she wrote me some time off work, which, okay. So I sat back. I still wasn't happy in that two weeks because I dreaded going back.
0: Oh, gosh, yeah. And
1: so we went went back. I went back two weeks later. She's like, I'm going to write you another two weeks. How are you feeling? So I started going to a therapist. I started talking about it. I started uh, seeing changes in my behavior and my mood. And I noticed little by little, I was getting better.
0: That's fascinating.
1: And these were small steps, tiny baby micro steps that I was seeing changes in. But I noticed I wasn't crying as much. I noticed my mood was happier. I noticed I actually wanted to go leave the house and take walks. That was huge. Leaving the house was a big step. And I'm an extrovert by nature. And so it was hard for me not doing things with friends and doing stuff that I was used to.
0: That's such a like big burnout, you know, hitting a wall. And and I want to just add a little, not really caveat, but I just want to make it clear that although you and I are both very much advocates of, you know, not being in in that space that you know like yes you can do this you can leave your job whatever uh-huh. that may not be for everyone correct <laughs> there's definitely a reason that things like the strengths finder and other tests like that exist to really understand yourself and how how you might be predisposed to certain situations some folks thrive in a situation that's predictable and um but i do believe that your body you know in this case you know will will tell you so i i'm I, I'm just saying all this because I don't want everyone that's in a job they hate to think that they're going <laughs> to like go be super happy being a photographer or something else because it, it's a different type of responsibility in work. and work. And I just want sort to of throw that out there. But <laughs> it's so true. So you you had an opportunity to start healing and to start mm-hmm. resting. And I remember in my own journey when I finally had a space where I wasn't going to work every day. It was like a whole new person emerged over the course of those few months. And I, I I was reflecting on like, wow, ever since high school I've been getting up at six or seven in the morning and always having some place to be and you know, et cetera, et cetera. Not my own schedule, not my own autonomy. So I think and I've I would like to do an episode on StrengthsFinder Finder because I, I have recently discovered how useful of a tool it is to to recognize in myself that two of my top five strengths uh, require some level of autonomy to be fulfilled. So, <laughs> I was like, Oh, I see. And 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 if you're interested in checking those those tests out, the Strengths Finder is unique in the sense that it it focuses on you and how you can understand your own strengths versus like putting you in a box, like, Oh, yeah. you're this. Um, so, what I really love about it is it's a tool to help. You, on an individual level, show up the best way you can in different situations by understanding how your strengths thrive. And is so, that again, for similar me, similar
1: to the um, the like Myers Briggs and is it
0: right? So Myers Briggs and Enneagram, like, um, disc, all those, all those, um, are similar, but strengths really those kind of are like identifiers like oh you have these qualities but I from what I understand of strengths and what uh, a couple of strengths coaches have told me is that it's it's really flipping the tests the other way onto you and and putting the responsibility and onus on you to understand how you lead and how you show up best so cool, I think that's I've never really- taken that yeah, it's a beautiful way to kind of, you know, because it, it puts it on you and not like, oh, well, I'm with a group of other sevens and I'm a nine, you know, like it's not, you know, it's not that it's like, oh, well, in this situation, if I understand myself, this is how I'm best to show up. But that's a total tangent. I need the autonomy. <laughs> cool, so that's why I brought that up.
1: <laughs> it's cool, though. Um, I don't know anything about it. And I'm very
0: interested. Yeah. Yeah, it's cool. It's like thirty bucks or something to get your full report and it's it's really useful to just kind of understand and, and again use as a afterwards. tool. I will. I'll put a link in the show notes.
1: Yeah. Um, I'm sorry to
0: be... pull you off that tangent there, but oh, I, totally I do want to so maybe let's uh before we break for this episode, as listeners know this is a two-parter. Why don't you just let folks know kind of what happened after that healing spell, after the listing your body, getting the help that you needed?
1: Yeah, um, I kind of went back to Julie, like I got back to normal. Um, once I quit my job, yes, she said it right. Like, don't quit your job. Your body will tell you, you will know when it's ready. You're ready to quit. I was ready to quit. And yeah. I had support to help me quit. So that really helped me sure. in all lines of what I was going to do. Yeah, afterwards, I just slow I continued seeing a therapist. And I think that was key for me. Because therapists are really just like best friends that you don't really know. I have a therapist and they don't really give you advice. That's the funny part is they don't really give you advice. They just ask a lot of questions that make you think they're giving you advice. But they don't really give you advice.
0: They never give you advice. I want them to give. That's not what they're trained to do. I know totally. If you want advice, get a coach. If you want to, you know. But I, I believe firmly in having a therapist, and I've always had a therapist off and on throughout my life, and it's been instrumental in my. I believe it's been instrumental in my relationships and in my personal life. It's important. mental health, man.
1: Mental health. Mental health is so important. I will preach it every single day. Take care of you. Otherwise, you're not going to be successful. Like, and, Or you're going to burn out. Like, That's the yeah. thing. If you go, 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 you'll burn out. And it's just a sad day. Yes. So after my uh, down days is what I call them, I just felt like myself. I was doing photography, working on my portfolio, building my website, networking like crazy. So I'm a really good people person. I can talk to people in person just fine. But getting me out of the house is, like, hard. I hate leaving the house. But once I get out. I feel like we're the same. (laughs) I don't want to go. Yeah, once I get out, I'm, like,
0: extrovert (laughs) central. But, like, I'm like, oh, I have that thing tonight. But
1: once you get there, you're totally fine. So same thing. I get there and I networked a crap ton. And I just met as many people in the industry as I could. I didn't know what I wanted to do. Weddings, babies. Well, babies, out of the question right away. I did a couple and I was like, nope, no, no newborns for me. (laughs) Um, But then I continued just taking classes and learning my camera without looking at my camera, like just becoming a third hand, you know, and just doing all the things to prepare myself to be full time. And my fiance, he was like, okay, teach me how to use a camera. So we together, like just relearned because I learned on film. So DSLR is so different than film and I had to reteach myself a digital camera because I had no freaking idea and like I didn't know how to transfer the images from like your camera to the computer and work on I didn't know what Lightroom was at the time I thought Photoshop was just the where you edited and so I learned Lightroom and all the things in between and it was just a very exciting and happy and fulfilling time that I was like, this is what I'm doing. I know where I'm supposed to be and it's right here doing what I am. So I like did a branding thing and I got my first website and my first business cards and I just went like gun ho. I went to like WPPI and I went to imaging USA and I went to all the classes everywhere and I just wanted to learn as much stuff as I possibly could. And I did. And and no, go ahead.
0: (laughs) No, I said I love that. And I I was going to just jump in and say, I think that's an awesome place to leave it until next time, because I really want to dig into the the photo journey part of your story and talk a bit more about that. But I love what we've covered so far. And this is going to be a pair of slightly longer episodes because this flow has been, I think, a really useful conversation and a really fun conversation. So <laughs> I will talk to you soon. All right. Thank you for listening to part one of this two-part interview with Julie Furno You can connect with Julie and find all the things as always in the show notes. One quick reminder, if you would like to connect with our community here at Photo Business Help, jump in the free Facebook group for listeners of the show. Go to photobizhelp.com forward slash community. It's a space where we connect, chat, help each other, And if you are a photographer looking to network a bit more, this is a great place to start. So photobizhelp.com forward slash community. If you're feeling stuck growing your photography business, I put together a list of eight things that since 2010 have consistently helped Jennings Photo to grow. Go to photobizhelp.com forward slash eight things, the number eight, the word things, and grab this freebie. It's called Eight Things to Grow. It'll help you get your head sorted and give you a little bit more clarity. You know, I'm a huge fan of clarity around what you need to have in your business. So head over to photobizhelp.com forward slash eight things. I hope you have a beautiful day. Remember in everything you want to achieve, consistency is key.